0: Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Hello and welcome to Buy the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds, where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat. About some beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison-Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How you doing, Carl? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Good. I I better, yeah, say why I'm feeling so good. A little bit of beer, ye, beer, ye. straight off the bat. We're getting in early. Yeah, oh, I might as well, might as well. So, uh, it's happening early because it is very personal to me. Uh, It's like uh, a puppy. Yeah. excited. After after many years of working behind a bar for uh, a, a very enjoyable time, Uh, I've taken the plunge and got a job at an actual brewery. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I recently joined West Berkshire Brewery. Yeah. Based predictably in West Berkshire subtle i like what you've yeah, done there yeah yeah and i'm having a really really nice time already
1: yeah so. are, are you enjoying are you, you're not like are, you, are you aiming for head brewer eventually <laughs> is that is that is that where
0: we're going no no but uh i'm learning so much so much and so many of the people that work there are also homebrewers so it's oh, that's really, really good yeah it's a real nice time
1: yeah cuz you cuz you uh, you went along to the um the homebrew club that they run from
0: yes. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was very recently after I started. Yeah. And yeah, just really ni- nice bunch of guys. Did you tell yeah. them all
1: about the podcast and tell them to listen
0: to it? No, I got too shy. What? Uh, just, We've
1: got business cards, yeah, Mike. Hand I them about,
0: out. I talked about all the beers and everything, but I didn't actually mention the podcast. So that's my fault. Whoops. What are uh-huh. you playing at? Oh, I don't know. The thing is, it's now, now, next time you go along, it's just going to get awkward if you if, if you mention <laughs> yeah. it. I'll wear the T-shirt. You've dug yourself a hole, Mike. And, and people will say, why are you wearing that T-shirt? hand just no don't just walk up and just hand out cards yeah all right silent yeah okay pan right should
1: we get back into it anyway
0: we're brewing a beer aren't we stop making noise hitting the mic stands fine we're making a beer today we are
1: making a beer today it's on the mash now yes what are we we making
0: uh so we are making what is uh, has been known for a while as texas brown but more recently is known as an American Brown. Okay. And that's in a similar sort of black IPA, winning over Cascadian Dark Ales. That is what has won. So everyone yep. just calls it an American Brown now.
1: Okay. Yay. So you've got, um, you got a lovely bag of ingredients. Oh, yes. Uh, supplied to us by, by um, uh, our by new by partners, Maltmiller. Malt yeah. Um, yeah,
0: maltmiller.co.uk.
1: Yeah, so you so you know if you head there, you can actually find uh, this recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, just go onto the recipe creator and have a look for uh, buy the mash tone, and you will actually find the recipe where you can order it. Um, yep. And you know if you want, you can always pause the podcast, go buy it, wait a couple of days, and then brew along with us. <laughs> yeah, if
0: you if you want, that's fine. It's an option. Yeah, we I, obviously we talk about the ingredients. Uh, that we're putting in, but if you go and actually buy the recipe, you will be able to find out the exact percentages of everything and, yeah. and, and really recreate the recipe with your own system, which is great. Talking of which, <laughs> go on then. Give, in, give in us it. give us a brief rundown of the recipe. So the main backbone, I've uh, gone with pale malt. Yeah, obviously, obviously, but I've I, I've specifically gone for two row, right, uh, to to get that sort of American grain feel so yep. i'm not i'm not going for like a a big rich sort of six row no sort of thing wait yes two no two row is rich isn't it there we go two
1: two two, two row has more of the more of the barley flavor in it
0: yeah yeah um and then i've also got uh some crystal yeah not a lot because this is a, a brown ale yes so uh, as well as that big american punchy hop you want some malt background and some malt backbone Ray. And it's words beginning with back. back background.
1: Background, backbone. Back. Two raw back. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh good. So there <laughs> is crystal in there to give it that sort of caramelly sweet, lovely mmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh some chocolate.
1: Yeah, are you doing that purely for uh, color?
0: Or? Yeah, there's there's a light touch, so I don't mind if there's just a little bit, a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of roast coming through. Yeah, uh, because that will, if it's done to a very subtle degree, I feel it will help give that it, an edge of that chocolatey smooth rather than just like caramel smooth.
1: Yeah, I imagine so because like, you you want to balance out the hops and just adding a little sort of like kick of roast in there will uh, will really help with that mm. thing.
0: So almost none. This is not like black IPA levels. No. I don't want that acridness. I want it just, just as a hint. Um, and then I've I've got uh, small amounts of oat as well. Yep. And wheat, of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, so well, not o- of course, but just... Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, the wheat there, uh, mouthfeel, head retention. Yep. Um, and oat.
0: Yeah, uh, mouthfeel, mostly, yeah. Okay. Um Just trying to give it a boost to that big... Is it rolled oats or... Uh, flaked
1: Okay, so yeah, it's sort similar, of similar to the wheat. So it's yeah, gone for yeah. that same sort of thing. You've not gone for malted.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I've used a very small amount as well. So uh, one of the consequences of using oats is sometimes it can make a beer very hazy. Yeah. And what you don't want with brown beer is for that to be very hazy because... Yeah, cause it looks like mud. Yeah, yeah, like a pale beer. It's hazy, it doesn't matter, hooray. With black beer, it's hazy, it doesn't matter. No one can see. But if it's brown, it's sort of... Uh, I yeah, I
1: mean, the thing is that like... For me, I'm not sure how much of a difference that would make. I think I'd probably just go, I'm going to taste it. If it tastes nice, let's go with it. Yeah. Because like, I, I can forgive quite a lot with the aesthetics of a beer, providing it tastes good. Yeah. Um, Rather than, you know, I, I try not to let it put me off. But if it looks real murky, because I think at one point, I'm sure I've had a beer that when you shone light into it, it looked like green swamp. <laughs> and I was like, this is weird. Crack and beer though. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it was, but I do
0: remember I really enjoyed <laughs> Green Swamp beer.
1: Yeah, it was it was really weird, but
0: yeah. it was quite nice. Well, you're a lot more forgiving than most people. Uh,
1: that that is true. <laughs> so, uh, what's your hops?
0: The hops, yeah, because they, uh, they are also big part of the show here. Mm, yeah. uh, we are not talking sort of brown IPA levels which is a, a sort of very similarly related beer yeah where the, the idea with the brown IPA is that, yes you've got some malt but the hops dominate everything like yeah. it's it's all about them with American brown you're sort of you're, you're looking for that balance you want a big you want a strong hop flavor but you don't want it to overpower the malt yeah um, speaking of which though I've, I've gone with uh, two uh, cascade which I we've used a couple of times. Yes, in yeah, the yeah. very first episode, I believe, was yeah, uh, yeah, Smash did. Beer with the uh, Cascade. Uh, that's uh, just for Aroma. And I've also used Columbus as well. Uh so a, a, a tiny bit of bittering from that and some aroma. Um they both work very well in a hoppy beer. Yeah. They're, they're both big American punchy hops. Um and also I've tried to avoid going big on the bittering. It, okay. This is this is a brown ale. It's not as i say it's not a black ipa yes, you're, you're yeah, not yeah. looking for that a uh, dry finish No it for.
1: it it should be more of like a like like a pleasant hug
0: yeah mm.
1: from a multi hoppy bay
0: exactly something that would be enjoyable in a mug yeah mm.
1: okay uh, uh, and what, what, what when you say that you know we we're, we're showcasing these hops specifically ooh, yes. what what is it that's special about these hops so, rather than just it being cascade or
0: yes for the first time ever I am trying out a new-ish form of pellet, which is called the BBC pellet.
1: Okay, nothing uh, to do with uh, the British broadcasting. No, no,
0: no, or anything else you find online. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a new-ish uh, pellet that is right. apparently somewhere between the T90 and the T45. Uh, I'll get into are they,
1: them. Are they- that types of Terminator, aren't they? Yes. Like the T-1000. And-
0: exactly, but uh, uh, much earlier.
1: Right, okay. So these are going to turn into... We've got to watch out for Skynet.
0: Yes. Right. That's how hops take over the world. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, T-90s are uh, one of the earliest forms of hops. The 90 in the name refers to the percentage of the hop matter that goes into the pellet. So right. a pellet of T-90 has 90% of the whole cone. Okay, so you're getting rid of ten percent of just you know your your twigs and your yeah the your, chaff yeah the, the crap bits of the leaves and that yeah. type of thing because what you really want is the lupulin and the and the and the glands and the, yes yeah, yeah, yeah lovely bits um, and then correspondingly the t45 has even less of the unwanted stuff it's like much more condensed concentrated okay. hop flavour. Uh, with the T45, you've also got a lot of uh, sort of more industrial processes that wouldn't have been traditional at all. So, no. Uh, it's it's ground into a much finer powder, and it's done at a much colder temperature, as, as low as minus 35.
1: And this is the T45? Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Minus 35 degrees C, I should say. Yes. Although yeah, very yeah. close in Fahrenheit at that temperature. Yeah,
1: cause they, because they cross at 40, minus yeah. 40, yeah, yeah. don't they? Yeah.
0: Uh, so the BBC was introduced as a nice little bit in between. So it's got that sort of rounded character of a, a T-90. Yeah. But it uses the processes of the T-45. So you've got basically what is a T-90, but more intense. Right. Okay. Uh, useful for aroma uh, and just that big hit of flavor and, and just lovely, lovely hop Okay. Uh, I have got a little sample out I've yes got, yeah got a I've, little got, I've got some pellet smell that i've here. been crumbling in my fingers
1: smells amazing so i'm um, i'm right in thinking that uh currently malt miller the only homebrew supplier that actually have these
0: yeah yeah apparently so uh so if if you're looking to try out these bbc hops in a sort of homebrew scale
1: yeah that's the place to go because they yeah. they're already as part of the lumped in with our recipe package anyway uh,
0: i believe so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah uh so yeah they're definitely yeah, give them a whirl um I mean, they yes. smell amazing.
1: It's going to be yeah. interesting to see how how they kind of compare once the actual beer comes out. Um, so are you finding that you're um, using less of them?
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, just uh, uh, just a tad over 20 litres, and I'm using less than 200 grams in total. Right, okay. Part of it, as I say before, I didn't want the hops to over-dominate over, over dominate the, uh, the malt yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, which, you want
1: it to be balanced. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, like, if I was going for brown IPA, I would use 300, 400 easily. Yeah. Um, but since it's a new hop and – well, not new hop, a new style of hop.
1: Well, yeah, uh, like a, a, a new process maybe. for yeah. uh, pelleting hops. For me, anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I really do hope that it doesn't <clears throat> overpower. Um, I, I am going to be dry hopping as well. With these hops, okay. So that gives me the chance to taste, fine tune it a bit, fine tune it. Yeah. And so if I do end up changing it, I will amend the recipe as well. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I I think it's gonna give me a good chance of going like, hmm. Yeah. Not as much as I want.
1: Okay. Or or, or, like
0: that's way too much. I won't dry hop with anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, as as we say, yeah. Pretty much every episode. The good thing about homebrewing is you get to experiment, and when new things come out. It's really good that uh, as a home brewer, we can just go, yep, let's get on that. Let's give it a try. Whereas some of the big breweries, they might be like, oh, I don't know if it's worth risking it. And they yeah. just stick to maybe more traditional uh, styles and more traditional methods. Uh, whereas home brewers, we get to just go, Ah, we'll give it a yeah, go. Like, we're like, like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Like, and yeah. so,
0: yeah, it, if, if it does work, it's definitely something that I'm going to be. Looking to continue using. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I know because, I mean, I flip between using um, leaf and uh, pellet hops mm. kind of just on a whim. I just go, nah, I'll use a bit of that or I'll use a bit of that. But using pellet is, you know, if you're struggling on space, like yes. me, if you're jamming everything into the bottom drawer of your freezer, um, using leaf hop, you're going to fill that bottom drawer real quick, whereas pellets actually, you know, 100 gram of pellets take up way less space. Yeah, yeah. And it's much... Quicker to uh, kind of weigh out because uh, it's only four or five pellets for your yeah for your twenty grams. But
0: yeah, I I have had a couple issues with pellets in the past that I'm not concerned about for this beer. Okay, it was um, uh, some of the hot bags I had were too loose a weave. Too coarse of a grain, yeah. For, okay. for, for the pellets, and so what started out as like eighty grams of pellets in the bag ended up being like twenty because the rest of them had just gone through the holes.
1: Ah, right, okay. And then you've uh, got to try and strain it because, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I personally, in my boil kettle, I don't have a hop filter on, no, because I use hop bags.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I- it wasn't an issue. Uh, surprisingly, the, the the pump ran fine and, and yeah. everything was all good. However. Uh, I also did that for the dry hopping. Right. And what that tends to do is, because you can get sort of a cryo hop sort yes. of dust thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it's it's essentially just dust. Like it's, it's not pelletized or I, I believe, um, but that gives like a huge bitterness yeah, because well, there's it's... hop particulates just floating in the yeah, beer. Well, you've
1: got, you've got much more surface area Yeah, in a dust than you um, do in
0: a pellet. And it did settle down. Eventually, yeah, but it took a good week for but that beer and to stop being so aggressively dry.
1: And the, the 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 problem is, if you've got um, you know the the hops still in the beer, the actual pellet or the leaf, you don't want to leave them in there for too long because otherwise it just ends up going really grassy. Yeah. So I mean, like if that does happen, if you end up with um, you know either a bag splitting or something like that, once you've finished your dry hop, try and rack off that. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to end up with um, the hops staying in too long. It's the same reason you don't leave dry hop bags in for weeks on end. No, you know, dry no, no, no. dry hop for maximum three yeah. five days. You know, depending on kind of what you want. But as soon as you start pushing that week mark, you're going to start ending up with um, grassy bitterness that you don't really want. Yeah. Oh, well, you might want it, and then go for it. <laughs>
0: That's true. You could lean into that. Yeah. Try yeah. try yeah. and get as vegetal a beer as you can get yes yeah um maybe i don't know Uh,
1: but you can always rack off yes that's that's the bonus (laughs) of it you can always just crash cool it and rack off it
0: yeah uh so that that's talked about the hops uh also the yeast uh i'm using um what you used last time for the goes yeah which is just the california ale yeast
1: yeah I, I, i like the california ale yeast i think it works yeah you know it's it's real nice clean fermentation it's very useful for a wide range um of different beer styles, just yeah. because it's so clean, it's kind of like USO five in that way that you can just go, "Yep, we're using this; yeah, it works it's fine." Right.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, despite how convenient and easy it is to use, I've literally never used it before, so it's it's oh, new right. for me. Yeah, is this the I, first time you've used it? Yeah, I because wow. I always just go back to USO five. Uh, yeah, uh, if if I'm looking for that, but I thought you know I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll try okay. something a bit different and. Well, why not? Eh? Yeah. And they are very similar so yeah. Hopefully it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, it will be. I have used it plenty of times it's a really solid yeast. So uh I mean we haven't really talked about the the history of this style of beer. Uh, is this is this a relatively new style because because it, it obviously it's an American an American style of beer and it's not I don't think it's been around for that long.
0: Um well I mean uh, Americans have been making brown ale for a long time. Yeah. Um I believe it was, it, it did eventually become known as a sort of Texas brown, but despite it being a style that was made famous in California, okay. weirdly. So it's, it's, um, unlike the Cascadian dark ale being a product of the Cascades. Yeah. It's not actually a Texan style, I think. Okay. Uh,. I'm, I might be wrong on that, but uh, that's that's where some of my research has been telling me there there are obviously Texas breweries that do brown ales. Yes, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, but you, but as far as you know, it's not really
1: a style that originated from no that area. No,
0: but uh, yeah, the, I think the American brown style ties in very nicely with the the sort of American pale ale style as well there's a lot of similarities between the two and i think it's just nice to have some consistency in the taxonomy of yes the styles
1: i mean it would be good if there's any um like beer historians uh, specifically american <laughs> beer historians um that you know have information that we haven't given out if you know if you want to get in touch on twitter or anything like that yeah please do um, please do you know uh, buy the mash ton give us give us a shout let us know because you know more information is always good mm-hmm. um and yeah, it'd be interesting to find out because I do enjoy the history of beer and where the styles come from and kind of why they're there. And most of the time, it's because that's just what they could brew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just with, just uh, to do
1: with either the environment or the water um, mm, or anything like that. So With
0: European styles and uh, with, with uh, the steam beer as well. Yeah. they're the literally just are, a, a product of their environment. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, it's always really interesting. Um, so... Well, I mean, you know, this is normally the point where we do the, the news, but we've done that. Hooray! So, um, should, we, should we try some beers? Yeah, go
0: on then. What we got here then, Mike? Right, so first up, uh, we are revisiting a beer that uh, I may have mentioned in a previous episode, but it's one of my old home brews. Okay. Yes, uh, that comes attached with a very valuable lesson.
1: <laughs> that is always the best thing about hornbrewing. <laughs> Valuable lessons. Yes. So, how, how much do you value this lesson?
0: Uh, well, I'll never make that mistake ever again. Do, do you put VAT on it? Uh, no, I, I don't value it in monetary terms. Right, I, okay. I value it in uh, closeness to my heart. Uh, okay, go on then. So this is a 4.6% uh, American brown. Yes. Well, sort of. Um, so <laughs> this is... <laughs> Classic. Yeah. It's it's complicated. So what of. If- I, I was doing a, a vanilla brown. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd done all the tinctures and everything, got everything ready to add the vanilla flavor right. before bottling. Because uh, back then I didn't care, I was only bottled. Um, and then I thought, oh, wouldn't it be smart to pour off a few bottles of just the brown, the American brown sort of before the vanilla... Happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to have like "Mm, something multi, sweet, nice, uh, a little bit hoppy, but not too much, and uh, then continued with the rest of the bottling. So added the vanilla, blah blah blah. Okay. The consequences of that is that I didn't stir the vanilla in at all. Ah, so you got some. You got a just a vast spectrum of beers from. Slightly hoppy brown ale, yeah, all the way to basically cream soda. Oh god! And uh, so,
1: I mean, why didn't you stir it? What did you do? Did you just pour it straight in the top and then yep. not and then not stir?
0: Nope.
1: Uh, I mean, there's an option, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah. So don't make that mistake. I
1: bet. I bet you never used to use like orange cordial as a kid, did you? <laughs> like, you just didn't get it. I, just,
0: I just You were completely... just like, why is it
1: orange? Like, just some sort of like tequila sunrise or something. And like, that's just how you had your cordials.
0: Yeah. I was also very new to brewing. I didn't have a bottling bucket or anything, so I was very afraid of disturbing the yeast cake. Well, yeah, I'm not um, surprised
1: you definitely need a bottling bucket,
0: yeah. yeah, so i there were there were mistakes made. Um, but that's, the, uh,
1: but that's what home brewing's about. It's about making the mistakes and learning from them
0: exactly. Uh, and the, and, and those vanilla ones were lovely. Like the big cream soda guys were just, yeah, Wow.
1: But this this is also really handy. If you are listening to this, learn from our
0: mistakes. <laughs> as well as your own. Yeah,
1: as well as your own, yeah. And also then try and make some of our mistakes, see what happens. <laughs>
0: yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, so, yeah, the, this um, has presumably not benefited from the age it is at least... Well, no, it's probably over a year old. Definitely over a year old. Okay. Less than 18 months old. Some, somewhere in that sort of region.
1: Right, okay. Well, I uh, 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 it smells nice
0: yeah the, the hop character is still there it does smell a bit like musty old hop flavour that you get from old IPAs and that type of is, thing I yeah.
1: think it smells a bit like a sweet shop
0: interesting mmm reminiscent of childhood and that type of thing yeah
1: <laughs> as far as brown <laughs> you, you know go. when I was a kid drinking brown ale I am from Newcastle yeah. after all
0: in a in a sweet shop in a sweet shop
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cause, I mean up, up in Newcastle we do just call pubs sweet shops yeah. <laughs>
0: Nice, nice.
1: But no, the smell, this thing smells quite nice. Oh, he's gone in for a taste. He's bold. Mm. It's still got good uh, head retention.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Oh, he's, he's happy. Yeah, that's not as uh, not as bad as I was expecting. Yeah, the, the head retention's worked. Uh, it was bottle conditioned, so I poured it into one big glass and then poured it into two set smaller glasses. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's obviously agitated it a bit more. Um, that's that's nice. I mean, there's... What's the percentage? 4.6
1: because like the the, the flavor's there mm. but it doesn't last long if it's a no. bit thin in the bit thin in the mouth
0: no there's there's very little bitterness <laughs> no I no. It <laughs> no no you're wrong <laughs> no there is there is not much body behind it uh part of that was brewing a beer to emphasize the vanilla rather than right okay be so, a nice beer in its own right yeah so you think
1: um obviously this time round, you're not bang and vanilla in so you've went no. for a more full bodied
0: yeah really up in the uh the chocolate and the and the yeah yeah well the, the obviously the crystal being there as well yeah mm.
1: that, like like that will make a big difference I mean, the thing is is that like that is a nice beer um i would probably peg that closer to like three five um mm. just with the the thinness um you know it, it's just lacking I think a bit of a punch. There is some really nice flavors there, though. Yeah. Like and when it first gets it, like I don't
0: think it's suffered much from aging, which is good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been kept in the dark. It's been kept kind of cold. Yeah. So,
1: but no, like I, I think that's you know, how, how many brews had you done before you did this one?
0: Oh, that would have been uh, less than ten, that's, or fewer than ten.
1: Yeah. So. Like, like for you know, sub ten brews. Like, yeah. That's yeah. I know, that, that's pretty good going.
0: Yes, um, and and I called it Deeper And, I believe, after, yeah. after one of our friends yeah. called Mr. Nathan Brown.
1: Mr. Nathan Brown, Deeper yes. And Brown. A
0: marine biologist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's something to look out for. Yeah. Marine biologists. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's a nice beer. I think it's a very good um, first attempt at the style. And, you know, obviously you see you've learned some things from it. Mm. Um So I think probably a good thing to do now would be to get a commercial version. (laughs) An actual version. (laughs) We'll we'll get a commercial version and actually see how that compares.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, what have we got?
1: Uh, We have Bug Bugbear. From Torside Brewing.
0: Oh, um, I, I do like Torside. Yeah, it's just
1: American brown, says it right there on the bottle. Um, yeah, it's got a bear on it, and mm. I, I quite like that. That's pretty fun. Um, not a lot of information actually on here. 4.5%. Uh, uh, it's a big bottle, and that's always a bonus. Yep, 500 um, mil. Vegetarian slash vegan friendly. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, the, the, they don't. Because a lot of people kind of put some gumph on their bottle, you know. Mm. So you've got something to read while you while you're drinking it. Uh, but they're very minimalist on it. They've got ingredients, uh, but very minimal: water, barley, oats, hops, yeast. That's it. Like, they're not nice. going, they're not giving anything away there. Uh, bottle conditions, um, and yeah, then it's just got their address on. Um, so you know, Twitter and Facebook. That's about it, really. Like, yeah, well, um,
0: I have found with TorSide a lot of the the bigness comes from the beer itself rather than the, the label. Like, the, anything smoky. Like, if you like smoky beer, if, yeah. you like, if you like anything like that on that spectrum of that high phenolic stuff... Yeah, they're the ones. Give, yeah, give, give Torside.
1: Oh, I, I have always really enjoyed their beers.
0: Um, mm. And, you know, that's a great picture of a
1: beer on there. Should we, should we get into the beer? Uh, let's do it. All so right, 4. so 4.5. Uh, yeah, so 4.5. So it's very similar sort of percentage as yours. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Colour-wise... I mean, actually, between yours, yeah, mine's a shade darker, maybe a bit closer to black. Yeah, um, whereas theirs is definitely a deep dark brown. It, it is. It, it's more like a bear brown. Mm, brown know? bear. Yeah. So how's how's it smelling? Big hops. Well, not big. Large hops.
1: <laughs> large, large hops. Hops large as hops. big as your yeah. head.
0: Yeah. No, there, there's definitely <laughs> that. That does dominate the, the aroma. You're not getting any sort of malt uh, from the nose. No. But uh, we'll see in the taste. As you are currently doing.
1: Well, that's cracking that.
0: Oh, uh, real. It's got real bitterness to it. Mm.
1: Like that bitterness comes in fast, and lingers. Yeah, and that is real lingering.
0: That's a nice uh, to sort of the nice big hop flavor to go with it as well. Um, mm. But it's not. It's not like big in that it's identifiable. It's just it's there and warming and comforting.
1: Yeah, like the the, the malt profile is subtle like it's mm. it's got a slight sweetness to it but nothing nothing really kind of you know everlasting it's there quickly and then the then the uh the hops just really kind of shine through mm. that's very good
0: yeah i would love a pint of this
1: you can't have one no. because we've only got this one 500 ml <laughs> bottle that we're
0: sharing no but of uh, some beers that we try in in the course of doing this podcast are like that would be amazing for a third yes and yeah then leave yeah. it alone yeah. And and sometimes dark beers you're not in the mood for, but I, I think this is the type of beer I'd happily have a pint of most days.
1: Yeah, this and is... the thing is, that, like, that would actually be an okay summertime brown as well. Mm. Like, you know, it would be refreshing enough to kind of see you through, Yeah, uh, which I suppose you kind of want from your American brands because they tend to be... Um, you know, and because it's an American style, they tend to do well, um, more chilled and a bit more carbonated um, mm. than some of the more traditional English styles, um, which I think works quite well for summer day drinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but no, that's 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 really good. And again, look at that bear. <laughs> <laughs> how could you say no? So how, how, how do you feel um, that yours compares? I mean, obviously, I don't want to just be doing direct comparisons with yours well, every time. But since we've got yours here, we may as well yeah, see yeah. how things
0: have moved on. I was surprised uh, by the, the lack of malt punch from this. Like, yeah. I was expecting it to be a lot sweeter and, and chocolateier. Yes. Um uh, but uh in in that regard it's quite similar to mine In that in that the body is refreshing rather than heavy
1: yes yeah yeah
0: and um i i i think possibly because of its newer um and possibly because they've just picked better that the hop character is much nicer in theirs it's it's, it's you you've got a balanced citrus uh, sort of edge to it that's not it's not distracting Yes. Uh, and it's pleasant.
1: And I can't imagine that was their 10th ever brew. <laughs> no. I mean, if it was, no. nailed it. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it's very possible that's just not the way it's worked. No.
0: no guile number on that, then.
1: Uh, well, I mean, there is, actually, um, 152. Ah, so, so close. you know, And the thing is that, like, that's that's theirs um, from when the brewery started, not actually mm. from, you know, what the brewers have done beforehand. True, true. So you know they could be real deep. Mm. Um, talking about real deep, should we? Should we get? Should we get <laughs> another more? beer?
0: Yeah, why not? Right, what we have got here, Mike? So third and finally, we've got by Electric Bear, Howdy Ho. So there's a bit of a bear theme going on here, isn't there? Ah, uh, yes. Well, Brown. Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose it is. Yeah. So they they are a lot more informative. Yeah, uh, on the on the old ingredients there. Okay, uh, so you've got uh, the hops. They specify as Cascade, Chinook, and Citra, which right. is good. I got Cascade in mine. Yeah, uh, they've got the malts: pale, Cara medium, Cara blonde, chocolate, special B, oats, and torrified wheat. Interesting. So, yeah, not too dissimilar. I'd be interesting to see the percentages. Um,
1: yeah. That's I, like, like it's it's much lighter
0: yeah more of a sort of dark amber than yeah rare, so
1: but. i i i'm wondering whether or not the um cuz like we were just talking about special b just before we uh, hit the old record mm. um and it it does seem that like as Dingerman's, um
0: yeah yeah pretty much
1: that make special b
0: they're, they're um, maltings yeah yeah
1: um and like it's it's supposed to give some of the softer roasty notes mm. of like chocolate uh, malt but without the astringency. So, you know, you can still get that roast that you want, but without kind of having that kind of bittery bittering of it. And I imagine it's probably a lot lighter as well. Mm. So maybe that explains the the more amber colour than yeah. than
0: the brown. And so seeing how that may change from how it looks compared to how it tastes. Yeah. Could be yeah. interesting. Uh artworks, you know, they've they've fully lent into the whole uh uh it, it, western style there's there's those big double doors and, yeah. and a, a sun on the way down
1: I I, I I saw this in the um in the shop and i just looked and i was like that is brilliant electric bear do interesting um kind of branding and stuff and i do like branding on beer like i do find it very mm. it's i think it's an important part um of you know, being a, a successful brewery is actually having good branding because, mm. you know, that's kind of what catches people's eyes, especially in this day and age where there's hundreds of breweries. You walk into a bottle shop, if you're not standing out, yeah, you're in trouble, yeah, no matter yeah, how yeah. good your beer is.
0: But uh aroma is pretty big. Oh, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. I uh, I moved it past my face. About, and you about, got about some. About a foot away from my face, and I thought, oh, hang on, is that those hops still out on the table, the pellets? <laughs> no, no it's, it's, that, in the yeah, it's in the beer. It's in the beer. It, it smells big. amazing. Yeah, man. and it smells really fresh as well. Um, I wonder if there is a bottled on date. Oh, wow. Um, I can't see.
1: What... I've I've tried it.
0: Yeah? Is it good?
1: It's real good. Uh, like the,
0: oh, wow. It's
1: got, It's juicy. It's really juicy. Mm. And like ooh. it's it's got a sweetness that the um that the bitterness bounces out but it comes in sweet to begin with and then the the bitterness just lingers on but it's not harsh bitterness. No. It's real subtle. It's just there just going ooh tingle tingle on the old tongue. Yeah, but it's it's
0: there to stop the sweetness being overpa- as sweet. Yeah, like rather that. Than, yeah.
1: Uh, I believe uh, you would say that that is balanced. Yeah, really, really that well is balanced good. like that that, is good. That is, I don't know, because like, they've got they've managed to get the the same sort of juiciness you'd expect from like a West Coast IPA.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, n- not a surprise using Citra. Yeah, and uh, what <laughs> well, was like, imagine, and... imagine if you could get like uh, a fruit that was just
1: nice, sort of like brown ale flavoured fruit and you bite into it like a ripe tomato and it just splooshes
0: yeah that's what this is that's what this is yeah this brown is a ripe ale- tomato is-
1: brown brown ale ripe tomato
0: yeah straight from the vine
1: yeah oh fresh off the vine <laughs> fresh off the chilled vine
0: lovely no it really it really is good the hops manage to punch hugely without over dominating like you do get that chocolate smoothness for for something that is dark like an amber to yeah dark amber That's
1: That's... chocolatey. I I think this summer should be all about the American brown ales. (laughs) I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I'm I'm all for IPAs, but, you know, we see an uptick in people wanting pale ales, especially during the summertime. Mm. Let's make this summer about American browns.
0: Well, you say that... uh... Andy Parker, for, for seven degrees of Andy Parker. <laughs> yeah. uh, six, six degrees, degrees of seven, Andy Parker. You just added more degrees he's, in. He's in every episode, <laughs> as, uh, somehow. But he has uh, recently started a a Twitter campaign. Okay. Uh, well, this is not that recently, uh, but it was the Bipper Comeback, which is the black IPA. Right, So okay. he's been pushing really hard for one of my favourite styles of all time, the black yeah. IPA, to come back. So you could sort of set up an alternative... One, I can't, can't like... challenge
1: Andy. You haven't got <laughs> a chance.
0: So that would be a come no, that no, it would just be a, a Ab ab. <laughs> <laughs> ab comeback. No,
1: I, 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 the thing I don't, I don't know if it necessarily needs a comeback, but I just think like, you know, this this is a, a summertime style could work really well because imagine sitting down, like, I, don't know by the side of a river, just mm. chilling out in the sun, drinking this, like chilled the way it is, like. Ah, oh, that is that's really good, and I mean the um, the Torso one as well. Like that, that again, I think could kind have of really quite refreshing. like like yeah. I can happily drink that over summertime. But like this, this one's just got a real
0: heavy mm. juice factor to it. And it's weird that traditionally, in my mind, sort of American Browns are more of an autumnal thing. So it's not. You know, it's it's like September time. It's or late mm. August. It's it's like the sun is low in the sky. Yeah. And you don't want a crisp refreshing IPA. You want an American brown.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Whereas like, this is now. like June, July. Yeah, like yeah, smashing yeah. it in your face.
0: Midsummer heat.
1: Yeah, just get it down you. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. If you got a favorite. Uh,
0: ooh, definitely not mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't sell yourself short, man. Like like to be honest, I think out of out of the, you know, if you had a, a lineup Mm. like it's it holds its own yeah like, I, I think the I'm looking forward to the one you brewing today because I think what you've learned from that one, you'll be able to uh, make something which would easily stand up against these two yeah out of hopefully thought. hopefully um, you know just with with yours I'd have wanted more more backbone to it, just a bit just a bit more behind it. Mm. Uh, but as you say you you brewed it with the intention of the vanilla being the bit that was going to be the star, on, the, on yeah. the back end of it yeah um you know like because it's it's all front facing whereas mm. you know these two they've just got a bit more a bit more roundedness to it but I mean I think personally the electric bay is the one that's went
0: yep. yeah that if if <clears throat> it's tricky because I would easily have a point of either of them
1: oh I'd like, like, like the um, torso I'd guzzle that down. Oh, no problem.
0: I, I think I would savor the tour side a bit more if it had just had that little bit more chocolate behind it. Like just yeah. That little bit of just... Oh, we've used backbone a lot this episode, but uh, have, the yeah. backbone uh, <laughs> yeah. behind it, I, I think. But then would that make it less refreshing? Well, that's the thing. I think, I think balance, more chocolatey
1: would take it away from the summertime American brand that I'm yeah. looking for. Because, you know, like the, the, the weather's starting to, uh, I'll say change uh the, the, it's still warm so um you know like we're, we're gonna get into the summer and it's gonna be a hot one so we're gonna need all the refreshing beverages yeah. uh,
0: we can get hold of so oh I, I probably should point out as we're doing the comparison the howdy ho is at 5.1 and the bug bear was 4.5 okay so that 0.6 of a difference will impart a bigger sort of oomph yes it. yeah and you'll end up with more of an alcohol sweetness um mm. in the electric bear. And but, and weirdly, with, with my recipe I think I've gone four point seven. Okay. So I think So it's, kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um. Mm, interesting. Mm. Right. Uh have you got a final opinion on these ones? Uh, I think I think I've probably said everything I need to
1: say about them. like they're both fantastic beers. Uh and I'm probably gonna finish um them both quite quite happily. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna end up buying them again for my own consumption.
0: That's um nice.
1: and yeah, like, you know. Make this summer about American Browns. That's what I say.
0: (laughs) Nice. Right. Well, uh, do we know what we're brewing
1: next? Uh, No, I haven't had a chance to have a look at the list. Uh, We will fire it up on uh, Twitter once we know. Yep. um, Just to give you guys a bit of a heads up. But no doubt it'll be entertaining and, you know for me to brew anywhere. Nice. So. Nice.
0: Uh so until then, see you in 2 weeks. Uh,
1: uh yeah, have a have a nice time brewing. And yeah. uh, give us a shout on Twitter, let us know how you're finding um our recipe packs and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, thanks very much. Bye. Bye.